New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. This is episode three of the outsourcing series, Building a Power Remote Team. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Welcome back to Toolbox Talks on the Site Shed. Uh, we are in our three-part series where we're talking about outsourcing and I've been joined by Warwick and Michaela from the Tradies Business Show. Um, they have extensive You're knowledge. You're not sick of us yet, Matt. No, no, far <laughs> from it, actually. No, it's been really good. In the first episode, for the listeners that missed it, we talked about discovering what your strength within your business is. And then in the last episode, we spoke about developing processes that can replace you in your business. And um, today, we're going to be talking about building a power remote team. So um, it's been a good series. You guys, um, you've been chipping in very much so. Thanks very much. No, pleasure, mate. I'm, I'm just standing here thinking... I should have been recording this. We could have repurposed it on the Tradies Business Show. <laughs> you know what? I'll have well, maybe we just download it off Matt and yeah, get yeah. Him to send it to us. <laughs> or, or, or maybe I can even give you the recordings. Outsource How's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, look, we're talking about building a power remote team and we've sort of covered off on, I suppose, establishing or ascertaining what your strengths are within your business. Then we spoke about, you know, how you can develop processes uh, around the tasks that you don't need to be doing or shouldn't be doing. And now we're going to talk about, okay, how you can actually offload those tasks to a remote team. So um, this is something I know, Michaela, you have had extensive um, experience in. Why um, why have we decided to talk about this? Well, I think outsourcing, you know, generally can make such a difference to your business, which we've covered in the last two episodes. But with the rise of cloud technology now and the ability to access stuff from anywhere is really making a difference to businesses because now you're not just trying to find the best person in your local area. You can actually find the best person for the skill set that you need as well as saving, not you know, on cost of having an office perhaps. You don't have to have someone come to your home. They can work, you know, multiple hours um, from anywhere. So, you know, all of a sudden, you're, you've got the talent of the world at your fingertips to grow your trade business. So, I think there's some exciting potential there. And like, to be honest, there's also some cost savings as well, whether you're, you're onshore and you use some people locally, and I think there's a need for that. But there is also, you know, some tasks that can be offshored overseas uh, a lot cheaper than can be done here. So there's certainly some benefits to both. Okay. So um, when you say developing a team or, you know, an offshore team, are you referring to using people that are located in, you know, potentially different countries, different continents? Um, is, that, is that what you typically mean? Yeah. So there has been a lot of publicity over the last couple of years about, you know, going to, um, say, Southeast Asian countries and being able to get a $2 virtual assistant to help you in your business. And you know what? You get what you pay for. Uh, so if you're expecting someone to run your whole business for $2 an hour, you're going to get a rude shock. But there is certainly some tasks that can be outsourced to countries like the Philippines. So if you were going offshore, I highly recommend uh, the Philippines. Mm. They are great at 
following procedures and, and customer service and things like that. So if you need um, research done or very set tasks done and things like that that are very simple, you know, certainly offshore is a good model to go down. I suppose this ties strongly into the last episode, doesn't it? Like developing processes. So if you've got these processes in place, you know, other people can follow them regardless of where they are. That's right. And if it's, you know, sending an email the day before or following up with a survey or whatever your procedure is, a lot of this can be done offshore. And, you know, to get some good support, you're looking at 5 to $10 an hour to get some really great um, talent that you can use over there. But in yeah. saying that, the business that we used to run was all local-based um, talent. We ran a virtual assistant agency for the last six years. And there's an amazing amount of talented people that for whatever reason don't want to work in an office or just want to work from home, save on travel or perhaps they're caring for someone that have all these skills that are just dying for something to do and really get back into the workforce. So there's this amazing amount of untapped talent that you can tap into wherever they are and be able to help you grow your business. And for things like customer service and job bookings and that kind of real customer service area, local teams are often the best, yeah. uh, depending on, but a lot of the back-end stuff, you know, you might look at offshore, um, but certainly that customer service and, and if you're using a complicated job management system or whatever, often, you know, the local teams that can be great. Yeah. I was just saying, Michaela, I know that many of the, you know, we, we outsource a lot of things offshore. Um, however, we you know, when it comes to things that are specific to like communication, we find it's much more beneficial to keep it onshore. And this, you know, an example of that might be answering answering telephones or um, even like writing content for websites. We find, you know, if you if you if your content's being written by somebody for an Australian website that's located in the United States, it's pretty evident. Yeah, definitely. I know there's a, a local website that I was looking at and uh, they got SEO and they got websites and everything, but the content was so full of spelling errors and non, you know, it wasn't the right culture speaking. You could just tell it got off so, offshored and it really was a bad impression for that business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, be careful with that. But the things like job bookings, when you're speaking to people and they're saying, you know, I'm, I'm near Geelong or whatever, you really want someone that knows that actual area. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to, you know, you could have someone that lives in Brisbane that knows Melbourne fantastically, but as long as they know that area and, you know, Google Maps can only hope with so much really with that kind of stuff. But I do find like a lot of people will say, oh, well, I can just get someone for $5 an hour. Why would I pay someone locally, which are generally anywhere from 35 to $45, $50, depending on the skill set. It's about also investing in your business, but it's also the cost savings that you're getting because you're not having that office and you're not having the um, headaches with employing someone yeah, because uh, they're contractors. You can use them as much or as little as you want. And uh, I think that's the benefit. There's that flexibility and they're not locked into what if it goes quiet and things like that. Uh, and often you can pay some companies just to answer the phone. So it's just a per call cost and things like that. So there's a lot of cost savings you can go down by looking at outsourcing locally as well. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's a whole other whole thing, isn't it? Like the talking about, you know, not having to have an office. I suppose that opened, I mean, I've you know worked in organizations before where um, they were so against people working remotely because they just physically couldn't control what they were doing day to day. But I think that ties into, you know, the last episode, developing those processes and developing KPIs and systems that people could follow. At the end of the day, if it takes them eight hours to do a task or to do something, or if it takes them three hours to do it, as long as they're doing what they're there to be, you know, what you're employing them to do. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's a lot of less distractions too when people are at home. 
um, as opposed to working in an office. And some people, you know, they're so much more productive. And look, it doesn't suit some people. Some people hate working from home and, and like to be micromanaged and, you know, aren't disciplined enough. But there's a lot of great people that can, if you give them four hours to do something, they're going to get probably six or seven hours of work done into that four hours. Yeah. There's a big appreciation for work from home as well. Um, it's, it is quite hard work to get. And so when people get it, they love it and they do work really hard. And you know what? They're just as accountable because you can be online with them the whole time. You know, you're still ringing them. You can still be chatting and emailing. You yeah. know, you know the work's still going to get done probably better than an office system, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So are there certain, are there any specific tasks that, you know, you, or back when you were running Tradies VA, you know, that you would typically try and uh, make remote, like get people outsourcing to a remote team? Yeah, definitely things like phone answering was a big area we focused on because we found that was one of the biggest pain points for tradies is, you know, that lack of customer service tied with the lack of productivity on a job. Yep. So just setting up systems so that other someone else could answer the phone, book in the jobs, confirm all the customers. So all they need to do is open up their diary or calendar, whatever they're using, and they know what they need to do for that day. Yeah. Uh, and so all that customer service, as far as following up uh, quotes that no one ever seems to get time to do, but often can have a great impact on your conversion rate. Uh, you know, after sales service calls, um, following up for maintenance calls, you know, six and 12 months on from the last job is a big thing that we used to do. Uh, and of course, you know, the following up overdue accounts. So basically all those calls people hated doing, um, we often did a lot of those things for them and just that general customer service stuff. So yep. that after hours and not having to ring back customers and book them in and things like that. So there certainly is a wide scope that you can do. It's amazing how many people I speak to or companies I speak deal with that just, you know, they're so, they'll, they'll, they're ha- they'll go get the quotes out there, but they just never follow up on them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And we used to do, um, you know, a per quote follow up and the, the small amount to what these jobs can be worth 50, 60 grand, some of them, or even 10 grand. And they were paying a very small amount to get them done. But it was just all those things often that you'd love to do but never get to do. That's yep. another good way of, of looking whether that's something you can outsource as well. Okay, so moving along, how do I go about building an outsource team? Well, having good processes and procedures, which we talked about in the previous episode, mm-hmm. is a must. So if you don't have them, you know, get them before you even go any further. But it's also about deciding, you know, the types of jobs that you're going to outsource and whether someone locally or overseas is best suited for that. And then it's about going about finding the right person for that. And, you know, there's websites now, but a lot of word of mouth. You know, there's all, a lot of people looking for work from home. Uh, maybe it's ex-employees that you've had or or anyone like that, that, you know, often you'll hear in, in your networks of people looking for work from home. Uh, so just putting it out there that you're looking for this type of person and be specific in the skills that you want. Because again, if it's not geographically limited, whether it's on one side of the city or the other, you want to find the right person with the right skill set rather than where they live and location. Yep. So I think that's really be detailed in what you want and often you'll attract that right person. Yep. The, the big success to that is, you know, no, they're not going to know your business straight away. Just like a normal employee coming into your business, it's really important that you have a good onboarding process for them as well. So that is allowing them time to get used to your systems and procedures, the way you do business and the way you like to be communicated with. I think that's really important. Yeah. You know, but have upfront conversations at the start. Like, when do you like to be contacted? Uh, how do you like it? Do you prefer SMS, email? You know, do we have a phone call at the beginning of the day and the end of the day to wrap up what we've done? Uh, it's just to having that communication is so critical for this to work. 
So by having the procedures in place so they know what to do, knowing when to escalate something, um, being open to questions, of course, when they start, they're going to have more questions and this isn't going to happen overnight. So you really need to have a little bit of patience in that first four to six weeks while they're getting used to the type of work that you need them to do. And then once they've got that, you know, you'll find that you'll never be able to live without them and and things will just magically be getting happening for you if it's all going uh, successfully. But I can't emphasize enough of how important it is to, to have that open communication from the start. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's. I think that's true within any anything you're doing these days. Like you just communication is the is the key to making anything run smooth. Yeah, and I think the other important thing is show them appreciation, like you would if you had an employee. I know that was something that we found running the VA business was that you know often the appreciation wasn't shown. Where if they had been working side by side, you'd often get the, oh thanks, that's great. So make sure you're giving feedback, whether good or bad, but just showing appreciation for them. And if you do have the opportunity for them to meet your team or come to weekly uh, toolbox meetings, involve them as much as you can. Yep. I think that's really important as well. And also, you know, give them a Christmas bonus if they've done a good job all year. You know, actually show your appreciation and, and involve them in the business as much as you possibly can. Yeah, it's a very, very good point. I'm sure that gets overlooked very often. Very often. <laughs> okay, well, look, that's, um, I know you, you're, you've got a jet off, uh, Michaela. So, um, look, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Is there anything you'd like to add to that? Well, just the other thing I want to say is if we've got some um, tools and worksheets that people can get if they're wanting to go through some things that we've talked about in the last three episodes. Oh, great. Uh, yeah, we'll put them so, in the show notes. Yep, we can put them in the show notes or head to tradiesbusinessshow.com forward slash outsourcing and there's a whole heap of tools and templates. There's 101 things you can outsource, so all types of things that you can do to help start the process. And of course, if we can help out in any way, just let us know. Fantastic. That's brilliant. And I'd uh, I'd just jump in and actually participate. Uh, oh, you're still there oh, okay. by uh, by saying who? that whether they're outsourced or in-house uh, team, I think once you figure out that somebody's not a good fit, you need to make that decision swiftly. Yeah. Um, people let that drag on too long. Yeah, and I'd add to that by saying if you outsource and it doesn't work out with that particular person, don't write outsourcing off altogether. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. yeah, one <laughs> that happens a lot. I tried that outsourcing and it never worked, and you only tried it for two days. Uh, and it mightn't be the right person, but yeah. don't uh, write it off altogether because uh, if you have the right systems in place and you look for the right assistant or contractor, you can have a really great long term relationship. So have patience and don't write it off too soon. Yep, good tip. All right, look, that's a wrap. I want to thank you guys for um, for your uh, contribution with not only this episode, but this entire series. It's been fantastic. Well, we've um, done a series, Warwick. It's our first series. <laughs> yeah, and you've nailed it, might I add. Oh, that's good. And look, how can people get hold of you guys? Our uh, best bet is uh, go to our show page, so tradiesbusinessshow.com. They can uh, leave us a voicemail. They can send us a, a contact request. Uh, they can hit us on Facebook, Tradies Business Show. We've got all of our social media handles are all the same, Tradies yeah. Business Show. So we're on everything, Instagram, and then obviously you can find us personally. But best bet is just go to the show page. All right, cool. We'll post the link to the, uh, to the website uh, in the show notes. Cool. And um, people can head across there and listen to all, you, all the listeners out there. If you haven't heard the Tradies Business Show, then I thoroughly encourage you to do so. It is a ripper. So thanks again, guys, for stopping by, um, giving us your time, and um, that's a wrap. Absolute pleasure, Matt. Anytime. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks, Michaela. Just wanted to send out a big thank you once again to Warwick and Michaela from the Tradies Business Show uh, for coming on the podcast there and sharing their expertise on the topics of outsourcing. If you want to get hold of Warwick and Michaela, you can head across to the tradiebusinessshow.com. That's tradies. 
T-R-A-D-I-E-S, businessshow.com, where you can uh, get in touch with them. And you can also head across to um, iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, where you will find their podcast. Just search Tradies with an S, a business show. Uh, it's a fantastic podcast, and anyone that's listening to this should be listening to that. So thank you again, Warwick and Michaela. We look forward to collaborating with you a lot more in the future, and I hope you listeners thoroughly enjoyed that. And if you did, please leave us some uh, comments in the show notes. And if you like, leave us a view on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Thank you, and that's a wrap. So if you haven't already, head across to the SiteShed.com and register for our Toolbox Talks where you'll be regularly sent great episodes just like this straight to your inbox so you'll never miss one. Uh, if you want to join the community, you can head across to the SiteShed.com forward slash members where for a small monthly fee, you'll get access to regularly updated training material as well as access to our forum where you can mingle and collaborate with trade-based business owners just like you from all over the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head across to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it, and it helps us spread the word and reach the masses. Likewise, if you know anyone that might benefit from the content we create, then please go ahead and share this with them. You've been listening to Toolbox Talks by The Site Shed. For more great content just like this, head across to thesiteshed.com and join the amazing community of savvy trade-based business owners. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.